Hey church, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together. We're continuing in John 14 today with verses 5 through 14. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus replied, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you have known me, you will know my Father too. And from now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be content. Jesus replied, Have I been with you for so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? The person who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father residing in me performs his miraculous deeds. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not believe me, believe because of the miraculous deeds themselves. I tell you the solemn truth. The person who believes in me will perform the miraculous deeds that I am doing and will perform even greater deeds than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Recently, I saw the movie Jesus Revolution. That movie took my brain and put it in a blender. I went to a 7 p.m. showing. My brain was cranking so hard afterward that I had to actively work on calming down to go to sleep. When I woke up the next morning, my thoughts immediately continued to spin again. If you're wondering if you should go see it, you definitely should. It chronicles the story of Lonnie Frisbee and Chuck Smith, two men who were used by God to lead thousands and thousands of people to the Lord. Lonnie was a part of the hippie movement in California. During an acid trip in the desert, Lonnie called to God and asked him to show if he was real. In response, God gave him a vision of thousands of people with Lonnie preaching to them. So Lonnie started doing that. He began preaching and witnessing to anyone who would listen. Through some strange events, he wound up in the living room of Chuck Smith, a pastor of a small church called Calvary Chapel. Chuck gave him a platform to speak. Before the long, the church was full of people. Most of them were hippies. The services began to grow and grow. The church soon couldn't hold anyone, so they put a huge tent on the property. They began to hold baptism services down at the beach where hundreds of people would be baptized all at the same time. This Jesus revolution changed the face of Christianity in America. Our modern praise and worship music has its roots in the Jesus revolution. Several of the huge denominations in our country today got their start in that Jesus revolution. Some church historians consider it the largest revival that ever happened in America. I won't give the whole story away, so go and watch the movie. It held my attention the whole time as it showed the stories behind all the characters involved. Two hours flew by. But I'll be honest, the movie also stressed me out. I wish I could watch the movie and just marvel at the amazing things that God does. That would be the healthy way to interact with that movie. But I couldn't. Instead, I kept asking myself the question, how do I do this in my day, in my place? How can I see a movement like this in Jasper County? How can I create this kind of momentum like Lonnie and Chuck did? I watched the baptism scenes where thousands were lined up and my heart screamed, I want to do one of those. I want to stand in a lake and baptize people all day. I would love to see hundreds give their souls to Jesus all at once. But I don't know how to do it. 
I don't know how to create that kind of movement. I don't know how to create that kind of revival. And the fact that I can't figure it out frustrates me to no end. I felt like God spoke to me in the whirlwind of thoughts during and after the movie. He said, Jonathan, only I can do something like this. Your job is just to be obedient. And then we read the words of Jesus today in our preparation for Easter. He makes some crazy promises, right? In John 14, 12, Jesus says, I tell you the solemn truth. The person who believes in me will perform the miraculous little deeds that I am doing and will perform greater deeds than these because I am going to the Father. That's crazy to think about. We will do greater things than Jesus did, greater than walking on the water, greater than feeding 5,000 people. We're going to do greater stuff than that. In the very next sentence, he also promises, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Anything. Anything we ask for. Jesus will do so so that God will be glorified. Again, I hear things like this and I'm stressed. Why am I not walking on water? Why am I not feeding 5,000 people? There must be something wrong with me. I must not have enough faith. I must not be reading the right things. I must not be taking enough risk. But when I read all the words of Jesus, that's not the picture that's portrayed. In verse 10, Jesus said, Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father residing in me performs his miraculous deeds. Jesus wasn't walking around trying to figure out how to start a huge movement. He wasn't looking for just the right opportunity to zap out a miracle and grab a huge crowd. Instead, he was simply obedient to what the Father wanted. I love the fact that Jesus said, I do not speak on my own initiative. It wasn't his show. It wasn't his plan. He didn't have a four-part manual on building a following. He was simply obedient to his Father. After the death and resurrection, Jesus gave us the same power through the Holy Spirit. That's why he says we will do greater deeds after he goes to the Father. The same system that Jesus used is what we have access to now. Jesus paved the way through the cross for us to have access to the same power. Which means it's not our show. It's not our plan. We don't have to feel the pressure of creating a movement. We don't have to create a four-step system to getting people saved. We don't have to create the momentum. We just have to be obedient to what God has called us to do. It's not on us. It's not by our own initiative that the kingdom of God will come. Instead, Jesus has called us to love each other and to love our neighbors. That's it. We are called to radical obedience to those commands, and the rest is up to God. Let's pray. Lord, I commit myself to your way. I recommit myself to obedience to you. I will listen. I make this promise. I will listen and obey your commandment to love. I trust that you will give me all the power and authority that I need to do what you ask. Help me to know what you want me to do and give me the courage to do it. A couple questions for you. Number one, when you watch a movie like Jesus Revolution or you see something like The Revival in Asbury, what's your reaction? What do you think your role is in the revival of your town and the salvation of your neighbors? What does radical obedience to God's commandment to love each other look like for you? 
Thanks for thinking over these things with me and praying with me today. We'll see you next time.